the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The John Steigerwald Show, sponsored by ServiceMaster of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre-recorded. It doesn't matter. I'm sure you've heard the story about Hunter Biden and his plea deal collapsing today. That's the big story. You'll be hearing about it all night on cable news. We won't spend a lot of time here on it. But here's the thing. It doesn't matter anyway. Nothing does. And here's why. Um, You may not even have heard about this today, but there were serious men testifying on Capitol Hill today under oath, wearing suits and everything, about having seen not only spaceships, but space beings. There was a former intelligence officer and a former pilot who said, again, under oath, that they are 100% sure that the U.S. government since the 1930s, that's going on 100 years, has been in possession of spaceships, for lack of a better word, and quote, unquote, biologics of unhuman origin. How scary does that sound to you? And the U.S. government's taken this seriously. I mean, they had hearings on Capitol Hill. If it's true, And there are living beings flying around the galaxy in ships that can do things that earthlings can only dream of doing. How long before they just show up and become public and and show themselves? And when they do, will it matter that when they tell us to take uh, take them to our leader, we take them to a demented, corrupt old man? It's not going to matter. Will they know he's demented? How much will the border between Ukraine and Russia matter? to these people, not people, what do you call them, creatures? I don't know. All bets will be off. We humans will be at the mercy of the space creatures, and according to the testimony today, nobody on Earth has the military capability to compete with the machines that they've been flying around in, so it won't help to team up with the Chinese and the Russians to try to kick them out. So how is it that this isn't the biggest story in the world right now, much less here in the U.S.? We've already been invaded. We could be under the power of people who are going to make King George III seem like a really nice guy. Are we going to have a revolution? What are we going to do about it? We may have to figure out a way to explain to these aliens why we have more than two genders and why a movie about a doll is packing movie theaters with adults. So, you know, we'll have a show today and everything, talk about Kamala Harris's dishonesty and stupidity. And we'll have another example of how demented our leader actually is. But just so you know, nothing, nothing matters. Except, of course, for Steelers training camp opening today. Stick around. This is Dennis Prager. Now you can listen to my show when it's convenient for you and without censorship from big tech. Become a member of the ultimate online community for all things Prager. It's PragerTopia Unlimited. Listen to the show on demand when it's easiest for you. This includes every radio show, every segment, and every guest over the last 10 years, and it's commercial free. You can even share your favorite segments with your friends. Plus, you'll get the same email from Alan Estrin that I receive every night about the most important issues to read about. Pregatopia Unlimited members can also listen to every program, lecture, and course that is in the Prager store. Thousands of hours. You can even listen to all my Torah teachings for free. Share my passion for free speech. Join today and save 25% off the first year and get a free Pregatopia coffee mug. It's all things Prager, Pregatopia Unlimited. Go to Pregatopia.com or click the banner at DennisPrager.com. Attention taxpayers. If you or your business 
owe the IRS back taxes or have years of unfiled tax returns, the IRS has greenlighted billions of dollars in tax relief to those facing financial hardship through its tax relief initiatives. If you have a delinquent tax problem and possibly facing wage garnishment, liens, levies, audits, or already in a payment plan, you may now qualify for significant relief. Qualifying and enrolling in this program could stop all collections, settle your tax problem, and may even reduce what you owe by up to 99%. Call the hotline at Tax Help USA to see if you qualify and receive your free tax assessment by dialing 800-419-0017. If you or your business owe back taxes to the IRS or state, you can now get the help that you need during these hard economic times. Get your free tax assessment to see what you qualify for by dialing 800-419-0017. 800-419-0017. That's 800-419-0017. My son, Finn, was born with congenital heart disease. He ended up spending about the first eight months of his life in the hospital. During that time, he endured 10 surgeries, including an open-heart surgery. Starlight Children's Foundation has played an important role in my family's life. For five weeks when he was a baby, Finn lived in a Starlight Hero wagon. You could not understand the pure joy of having him go from a hospital bed into his favorite red wagon. Starlight doesn't just give items that hospitalized kids can use to keep themselves happy, but also memories, moments, and experiences which are so needed in times like these. They allow sick kids to just be kids for a little while. The support that Starlight provides to families like mine is an integral part to creating happiness at a time when there's very little to be found. Learn more about how Starlight Children's Foundation brightens the lives of sick kids by visiting starlight.org today. Are you considering a unique way to enhance your investment knowledge this year? Then sign up today for the all-inclusive Eagle Financial Publications Cruise. Along with our trusted partner, The Money Show, we're setting sail this December to explore some of the most beautiful and unspoiled destinations in the Caribbean. But this is no ordinary vacation. It's a chance to learn from top Eagle financial experts like best-selling authors George Gilder, Mark Skousen, and others who will be hosting a series of workshops and seminars throughout the trip. Imagine lounging on the sun deck while discussing investment strategies with like-minded individuals or enjoying a gourmet dinner at the same table with one of our leading financial authorities. This once-in-a-lifetime cruise is a perfect way to combine education and relaxation to achieve your investment goals. This cruise will sell out quickly, so visit EagleFinancialCruise.com today to learn more and to secure your cabin. That's EagleFinancialCruise.com. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. We we have a vice president who's actually more dishonest than she is stupid, and that's saying something because Kamala Harris is really stupid, and she's been running around the country, including Florida, the last few days, claiming that Ron DeSantis and the Republicans, uh, especially in Florida, are teaching uh, Florida kids that slavery was beneficial to slaves, and of course... Most of the media have been happy to play along with this. Mary Graybar is not. Uh, she's not playing along. She's the author of Debunking the 1619 Project, Expo- Exposing the Plan to Divide America. And she joins us now. Mary, thanks for coming on again. I appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. So in this case, is, uh, is it more Kamala Harris's uh, dishonesty or ig- ignorance? Well, it's... Uh... <laughs> You know, it's both. I mean, I I think it's more dishonesty. I mean, this is all a political ploy um, to sow racial division. As I said at the end of my article in the American Spectator today, um, the original sentence, which is one of, you know, 216 pages of guidelines, uh, is completely distorted, blown out of proportion. Uh, It's focused on... And, you know, she's just basically following the crowd or I don't know, I think probably a memo went out from the White House and all the media, all the left wing media just picked up on it. The headlines were amazingly similar. In what way? Well, you know, so one says Florida's new black history curriculum cites, quote, personal benefit of slavery, which is not what it says it. You know, it says that some slaves um, learned skills that they 
later used to benefit. And here's another headline. New Florida teaching standards say African-Americans received some personal benefit from slavery. Um, no, they didn't say slavery. It's the skills that they were taught. Mm-hmm. And as I point out in my article, um, you know, many of the uh, slaves who were freed uh, earned their freedom by working extra hours. And the ones who were freed were most often the ones who had been trained in some kind of, um, uh, you know, craft, uh, whether it was carpentry, um, you know, mechanics, um, you know, any number of things, um, cooking, uh, being a seamstress. Uh, these were not people who were just simply laboring in the fields. They had a skill. They knew how to, um, you know, uh, practice a craft, and uh, that was intentional so they could be self-sufficient. Yeah, well, here's the sentence, and you have it in your piece. Um, The sentence is on page 6 of a 216-page document, as you point out. Uh, Instruction includes how slaves develop skills which in some instances, could be applied to their personal benefit. That's it. And uh, you have the vice president of the United States waving her arms and screaming and yelling about how the evil Republicans are telling people that slavery was kind of good. You know, it's it's almost like (laughs) saying, you know, there were some good things about Hitler. You know, it's just it's not something it's just so insane and stupid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's so, um, you know, transparent what they're trying to do and, uh, you know, distorting uh, the standards. And it's exactly the same thing that Nicole Hannah-Jones does in her, uh, you know, 1619 project. And as I point out, <clears throat> the vice president, uh, you know, before she became vice president, um, you know, tweeted praise of the 1619 project. So this is the version of American history that she's promoting, which is completely one-sided, um, biased. It leaves out so much critical information and paints our history in black and white uh, in terms of, you know, all all white people being evil and all black people being 100% victims. Um, so it's a, it's a deliberate uh, ploy, and it's intended to, I don't know, maybe get the radical vote, the black vote. Uh, you know, it's not going to fly by everybody, but um, it, it's a political strategy. Yeah, and um, the, we're talking to Mary Graybar, and she mentioned her book, it's the... It's debunking the 1619 project, exposing the plan to divide America, uh, and you mentioned that that what Kamala Harris is um, is out there doing, and uh, you know getting all this attention for. You think it's a this is it's a willful attempt to just divide America, especially as we get closer to an election. I mean they, that they they know what they're doing, and they don't they know what the effects of this will be. Oh, absolutely. Um, Yeah. And as I point out in the paperback edition of my book and the appendix, uh, I've caught, you know, the creator of the 1619 Project lying. I mean, she knows that what she's peddling is false. Kamala Harris knows it, too. I mean, she knows about her father's background. You know, he's a Jamaican. (laughs) You know, there are slave owners in his um, history. So, you know, ironically, here we have this woman who is, uh, you know, next to the most powerful position uh, in America or the world, uh, who is a descendant of slave owners. And she's waving her arms about wildly and screaming about rape and torture as if, you know, that were, uh, you know, being done you know, seven days a week, uh, you know, 365 days a year and to everyone. I mean, yeah, as I point out, that was a fact of slavery. But as the Florida standards say, some of the slaves were taught trades and skills 
And as I add, they were taught that so they could be self-sufficient once they were free. And many of them did become free and they earned their freedom to their own credit. And some of them went out and bought their own slaves and became quite wealthy. I want to get to that in a second, but just uh, just uh, so you know, or so everybody knows, this is what um, Kamala Harris said. How is it that anyone could suggest that in the midst of these atrocities, there was any benefit to this level of dehumanization? That, that's what that's. That, listen, you you see that sentence, and it, and it makes it makes sense if that's what people were suggesting. But to to state it that way is to assume that anybody is actually suggesting that, which they're not. Right. Exactly. It's 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 sick. I, I um, <laughs> and so um, and you mentioned she's a she's a fan of the uh, the sixteen nineteen project. And we are seeing the influence of that here, um, that this is all uh, the same ideology, the same uh, message that's being sent, and and also the same goal in mind. Yeah, I mean, uh, the purpose, uh, you know, there's a political purpose to the 1619 Project. Its purpose is not history. Its purpose is politics, and uh, it's... You know, she's quite forthright about that, the creator, Nicole Hannah-Jones. And in the book version of it, she wants reparations. Um, you know, so if you're uh, going to argue for reparations, um, you know, for all um, people of a certain race, then you have to present their history in a one-sided way that, you know, was dehumanization, as, um, you know, Kamala Harris said. And, of course, um, you know, the history of slavery in America is very complicated. Um, It has a lot of different changes. There are differences among the regions and during the time periods, um, just as there were, you know, in in slavery across the globe from the beginning of history. Yeah, that's, that's something that always, I think, needs to be pointed out, and you pointed out in your book, uh, debunking the 1619 Project, um, and I'm sure you, you pointed out in, uh, in other uh, books that you've written, um, <clears throat> but that seems to be something that's, that is not taught nearly enough, not only just to the kids in school, but to people in general. I, I think that you know, we hear about it so much here, that slavery was so much a part of our history, which it was, you know, and everybody, nobody's denying that, and everybody knows about the Civil War, but you know, there's a good percentage of people walking around thinking that slavery was invented by Americans or or the people who came over here and and created America. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the way I was taught. Yeah. Um, you know, up to grade twelve, and uh, you know, unless I'd been told differently, uh, you know, I'm fortunate to be here at the Alexander Hamilton Institute and. Uh, you know, have learned a lot about the history of slavery from being here and talking to our president, who's a scholar of that, and, you know, reading on my own and researching, you know, you you get a completely different picture. And what Florida is trying to do is to just introduce students to uh, the real facts, the complexity, uh, the variation in slavery, and the, um, you know, basic fact that this was a way of life and that here in the United States, we were at the forefront of changing that. I mean, that, you know, slavery was just sort of accepted and it went on, by the way, for a long time in Africa after it was, you know, after we outlawed it with, uh, you know, a huge bloody war. And it, continue, it continues on to this day, you know. Um, Kamala Harris would put her energies to better use uh, in denouncing the slavery that's going on in China and parts of Africa to this very day. Yeah, and um, it's, you have in here, um, in your piece, that, um, what's her name, uh, Hannah Jones, her words, as you say in your piece, uh, was... Slavery in America was, quote, unlike anything that had existed in the world before. 
That should disqualify her from ever talking about any kind of history ever again. How can you make that oh, statement? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, that's the title of one of my chapters. And, you know, you you only begin to, begin to touch the surface in a chapter, but I try to give an overview of, you know, how it was uh, really the norm. <laughs> you know, it wasn't unlike anything that had ever happened before. It was the slavery was the norm. Of course, there were differences, uh, you know, in different countries and in parts of the countries. But it it is probably, you know, you know, one of the oldest institutions in the world. I mean, it's a ludicrous statement to make, and it just indicates what kind of propaganda it is. It isn't history. It isn't even journalism. It's um, it's just outright propaganda. And it's not. It's also, I think, assumed by way too many people that slavery, no matter where it was, is mostly white people enslaving people who aren't white. Mm-hmm. Or weren't white, and that's not true yeah. either. Well, that, absolutely. I mean, you know, across the globe, you have people of color enslaving people of color. You, white people were enslaved um, here in America. Of course, it was illegal um, for a black person to own a white slave, but um, a good percentage of free blacks did go out and um, buy slaves. And as I said, some of them became quite wealthy. Um, So they participated in that institution. It was accepted. And to put the guilt on, you know, people of one race is completely dishonest. And it's, it's being done to sow division. I mean, we've seen this presidency, um, you know, sort of, you know, inspiring racial division where there isn't any. And um, it's a very, very dangerous tactic. We're talking to Mary Graybar. She's the author of Debunking the 1619 Project. You can find her piece on Kamala Harris's uh, insanity at spectator.org. And you mentioned here in your piece uh, a guy named uh, George Gardner, a bricklayer. He had been a slave in South Carolina, became free, and at the time of his death in 1797, he was the owner of seven slaves, a black man. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Are kids taught that? That that, that that happened, that that existed? No, they aren't. And a lot of them are taught the 1619 Project. I mean, it's being used in classrooms. Yeah. Um, that's, the, that's the tragedy of it. Uh, they're, they're being taught this false version of history um, that it... You know, slavery was um, exclusively uh, practiced by white people against black people, and only in America, as you said. Um, So, yeah, I I just, you know, included a few of uh, the examples, uh, you know, that are in my research and in my book. And so, you know, whenever, uh, you know, Slaves were freed. Once they earned their freedom, they purchased slaves. I mean, it was a common form of labor. Uh, so, uh, you know, that needs to be taught. I mean, you know, alongside the fact that, you know, slavery was a cruel practice, but it's, you know, it has variations. So um, that's what the Florida standards are trying to do. Um you know, I, I didn't see anything about, you know, uh, black slave ownership, but that was a fact and it did happen. So, um, you know, people are people. It doesn't matter uh, what the race they are. They have taken advantage of the fact that they could own slaves. And it's been done, you know, throughout history, across the races, across ethnicities, and to put the blame exclusively on white people is completely dishonest and dangerous. And it's happening uh, everywhere, and I'm glad you're out there pushing back against it, Mary. I appreciate it. appreciate you coming on the show. 
Well, thank you for having me. Okay, thank you very much. That's uh, Mary Graybar. She's the author of Debunking the 1619 Project. You can find her piece on this at spectator.org. I'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Biden's son, Hunter, has pleaded not guilty to two tax crimes after a plea deal with federal prosecutors unraveled following the judge's concerns over the agreement. Prosecutors were planning to recommend two years of probation. The judge gave defense lawyers and prosecutors 90 days to explain why she should accept the initial plea deal. Today's hearing has concluded. The Federal Reserve raised its key interest rate for the 11th time in 17 months, a streak of hikes that are intended to curb inflation but also carry the risk of going too far and triggering a recession. The move lifted the Fed's benchmark short-term rate from roughly 5.1 to 5.3 percent, its highest level since 2001. Stocks have moved higher. The Dow is up 147 points, and the Nasdaq is adding 13. This is SRN News. The recent bank failures are serving as a warning about how fragile our banking system really is. As millions of Americans panic, do you know what central banks are doing? Well, they're actually buying up gold at record levels. They're relying on it as a safe haven during these difficult times. That's how confident they are in the dollar. Hi, I'm Lance Wallnow, Christian author and evangelical leader to millions of people just like you. We're all Americans who want to protect our family's savings no matter what. I tell people the best option is to diversify their 401k or IRA into physical gold or silver with the help of Birch Gold Group. To see how it works, just text the word FAITH to the number 989898 to get a free information kit on gold IRAs. Look, there's no strings attached. It's not going to hurt you to take action now. So take the first step today and educate yourself. Get your free info kit when you text FAITH to 989898 right now. And I pray you and your family are greatly blessed. Take it from Charlie Kirk. As I read this New York Times article. So I read the New York Times so you don't have to. Salem Media Group reaches more people than they realize. It was my favorite line of the whole thing. Their hosts are big names and they have huge reach, which makes them one of the most powerful forces in conservative media. Tap into our big names to help grow your business. Call Andrew Pawaski at 412-503-4761. 412-503-4761. Thank you for finally noticing. When you have errands to run, do you like to run all over town or do you try to make as few stops as possible? It's nice when you can get everything in one place, isn't it? This is Beth Andrews from Networth Advisors. I believe the same is true for retirement planning. You shouldn't have to go to one place for tax planning, another for estate planning, and another for retirement income planning. That's why Networth Advisors was started. I wanted to build a company that could help families with all aspects of their retirement planning. We're more than just convenient. We're knowledgeable and experienced. To set up a meeting with the Networth Advisors team to talk about your retirement, call 800 426-1428. That's 800-426-1428. One stop for a wealth of retirement solutions. Networth Advisors, 800-426-1428. Firm offers insurance services but does not provide legal advice. Networth Advisors, LLC is a registered investment advisor. Hey, John Steigerwald here for Johnny and Jesse Samick, my friends over at Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes your home or business, demand the yellow van. Fire, water, or mold, Service Master's technicians are trained and equipped to get you back to normal fast. Even when dealing with insurance, you have a choice who repairs and cleans up the mess. Make sure you demand the yellow van. Call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Service Master. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP, Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. AM 1250. The Answer. Weather. Increasing clouds tonight with a heavy late-night thunderstorm. There can be flooding in low-lying and poor drainage areas, the low 74. It'll be humid tomorrow with some sunshine, the high 87. Humid tomorrow night with patchy clouds and a low of 70. Hot and humid Friday with intervals of clouds and sunshine. Make sure to stay hydrated when you're outside in this heat. We'll reach a high of 92. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, it happens every day now. Uh, the uh, President of the United States makes it obvious to everyone in the world 
and the uh, space aliens who apparently have been dropping in lately <laughs> that he's not fit to be anywhere near any position of authority. Tony Kinnett is an investigative columnist for the Daily Signal, and he joins us now. Tony, thanks for coming on. Happy to be here, John. Thanks so, for having me. So let's start with the uh, the big guy's announcement yesterday. Here's what he said. I cure cancer. They looked at me like, why cancer? Because no one thinks we can. That's why. And we can. We end the cancer as we know it. Uh, what he said there was, we ended cancer as we know it. Uh, Tony, how many uh, more of those moments do we need before having Joe escorted out of the White House? So uh, I actually knew Congressman Jackie Walorski in Indiana before she uh, passed away in that car accident. And I remember when the president got on stage uh, after, you know, a week or so after he had dedicated a building in her name and asked where Jackie was. He was looking for her in the room ardently. And that was the moment that it was confirmed, at least to me, that this was a man who was clearly experiencing signs of what uh, many would consider to be dementia. And uh, it, it really sickens me because we continue to make excuses for a man who is humiliating himself on the national stage, not to mention uh, the nation that he's supposed to be leading and representing. It's, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, and so the, the example you just gave there, um, how much of that is an example of his uh, apparent or obvious dementia, and how much of it is just an example of how his dementia has prevented him from actually even being aware of, of the job that he's doing. In other words, he forgot that he was there mainly because, not as much because of the fact that he's just told what to do every five minutes, that he just mm. just normally, even even not being demented at some point, he wouldn't remember this stuff. He's just, he's, well, not, he's not even aware of what he's doing. Well, and, and that's really the hard part here. So I'm, I'm not a neurologist. I'm not a doctor. I cannot, uh, you know, actually categorize an individual as having dementia. I can't diagnose. But I was an anatomy and physiology teacher, and I did experience uh, living with someone with dementia, uh, helping them through the last days as, as things got particularly grim. And I recognize a lot of the same patterns here. And I think that what you're talking about is key, that we're currently seeing really just how much our uh, military-industrial complex can keep a person alive, uh, can keep them semi-lucid, because he does break through and have lucid moments, but then, you know, you hear stories about him uh, screaming at people over nonsensical topics in the White House. Uh, the media says, well, he's just Irish, uh, which is quite the excuse, good Lord. Uh, then you see him wandering around on stage. He's lost. You know, we hear uh, hot mic moments of individuals telling him where to go and walking him through it like it's an elementary play and he's reading a script. And then he says all of this crazy, insane stuff. And that is the question. You know, does he remember that he said some of this insane stuff? And that's where you know, Karine Jean-Pierre and the media really come into play here, because you'll notice during the White House press conferences, no one ever asks him, you know, if he remembers what he said and how crazy or insane it sounded. We've never actually seen someone double-check whether the president remembers that he said he grew up in a Puerto Rican neighborhood that was actually a black neighborhood, and, and of course, he went to church with people from Korea on the wrong side of the tracks. I, no one ever double-checks that stuff. That was it's when just, he wasn't going to the synagogue. Exactly. It, yeah. It's true, and then you actually see him in uh, a church, uh, a Southern Baptist church that's predominantly black, and he looks so completely out of place when the congregation yeah. and the choir starts clapping and praising the Lord. It's so weird, uh, and which, by the way, is an evidence that he's lying, because one of the final uh, triggers that keeps a person with dementia lucid is music that they remember. Uh -huh. So uh, probably not, Joe. Uh, this is just a horrible moment in our history when we see that a man is being put through the strenuous, just immense pressure of the presidency while dealing with the, hu the humiliation of dementia. I, I honestly wonder what's going through the minds of his family. Well, I also, want, well, yeah, that's another issue, but I, I also wonder what's going through the minds of the people who are working with him and for him, Right. because uh, if you and I are noticing it from this far away and everybody else is noticing it, uh, they must see little moments every, uh, several times a day, maybe, where they have to, allow for his, whatever they want to call his condition, and just let things kind of slide. 
Um, you know, I, I worked I worked in TV for a long time, and I won't say the guy's name, but I worked with a, a legendary a news anchor here in uh, in Pittsburgh uh, who worked, you know, until he was seventy years old, and 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 he was a really smart guy and a really good anchor, but uh, people referred to him as the old man, and and you know that well. Did you hear what the old man said? And he was. He was wasn't anywhere close to what the, the, he wasn't doing anything close to the kinds of things that uh, Joe Biden is seen doing, and and it was possible for him to do his job and people to just kind of allow for his deficiencies, but nothing like what you see from Biden. So I just wonder what the people who work with him are thinking every minute of every day, watching him eat his breakfast. Right. Well, this is the question that we need to start asking of the DNC and honestly of the RNC as well. I mean, I'm sure you saw what happened with Mitch McConnell today. Oh, yeah. He, uh, froze. And, and it looked like it. And there are a lot of individuals that are saying that it looked like he had a minor stroke. We don't know. Um, but he froze. And then his his people came up, grabbed him from the podium, kind of shuffled him away. Five minutes later, he came back and very gruffly said, uh, judging from his face, looks like his blood pressure was extremely elevated and said he was fine. Everything was OK. And again, you have Fetterman, you have Feinstein, you have all of these individuals that have been in politics for decades mm-hmm. and, and decades upon decades. And yet the RNC and the DNC continue propping these individuals up with people, like you said, who work with them day by day, watching them struggle through breakfast, watching them struggle to form coherent thoughts. And for, for what reason? The only reason that I can possibly think of they do so is because they're terrified of passing the baton onto younger generations, and I'm not talking about millennials. I mean Generation X. Yeah. Uh, I mean even the, the younger boomers mm-hmm. uh, passing that torch onto those groups, and, and they refuse to do so because they're so terrified of generations that don't believe in this kind of weird Cold War establishmentarianism that we've subsisted on since goodness gracious Newt Gingrich's era. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, it's about more than age because. Um, I mean, Clint Eastwood's ninety. He was out there directing a movie not too long ago. Um, right. You see, you see William Shatner, who's ninety-one or ninety-two. He's doing commercials, and he looks perfectly lucid, and he's you know he he looks like he's very much alive. So it's it's not just an age thing because Donald Trump is. You don't see. I don't see any of that in Donald Trump. Do you? Any sign no, of just... lack of energy or lack of clarity or anything? I just saw President, uh, former President Trump speak in, in Philadelphia, uh, and I was about 10 feet, 15 feet away from him in the front row, and mm-hmm. I'd actually never seen Trump speak in person. And he was full of energy, was very aware of what he was doing. He knew how to play the crowd. And uh, by the way, for, for reference here, you know, you talked about uh, uh, men calling a guy that you used to work with the old man. Yeah. Uh, the old man is a military honorific for the yep. old guy running the platoon. Absolutely. And that and, was kind of the way we looked at this news guy, too, in some ways. Yeah. Right. And that's kind of what what gets me here is that my grandfather, when he was struggling with dementia, was and in the last stages of his life, was on the upper end of uh, between uh, 65 and 70 when things really got hard. That's not old. No, that's not old at all. But a bad hepatitis, a blood transfusion had got him really deep into what caused dementia for him. And yet, like you said, you know, you have Shatner, you have Clint Eastwood, you have so many other brilliant uh, men and women who are very lucid late just, into their lives. I just thought of Thomas Sowell, who's a pretty smart guy. He's 90. He's still out there doing Precisely. interviews and looks pretty sharp to me. Well, everyone can think of individuals. Again, it's yeah. always easier to draw and look into your own community. We all can think of older men and women in our church who are lucid mm-hmm. and those who are falling apart. It's not about ageism or whatever the left is claiming this is. It's about telling people who aren't able to handle the stress, look, your time is up. Go spend your time with your family yep. and your friends and pass the baton. Yeah, uh, you mentioned McConnell. For If you haven't seen it, uh, I just saw it before I left to come into the station. It happened uh, um, mid-afternoon. I don't know what the announcement was supposed to be about, but he was standing there in front of the microphone with a bunch of people standing behind him, you know, typical scene at, at uh, in Washington, and he just freezes up. And says nothing for what I don't know. Was it, a, it had to be thirty-five seconds, maybe a minute. He said nothing until someone came up and just kind of shuffled him away. And as you said, uh, Tony, we're talking to Tony Kinnett, uh, investigative columnist for the Daily Signal. As you said, uh, there there are moments 
with Mitch McConnell getting off the subject a little bit here, but with 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 Mitch McConnell, that should be a time when his somebody in his family says, "Hey, Mitch, come on, man. You know, uh, we're thinking about you. We, we you gotta you gotta pack it in. Time's up. Go go yeah, home." And, and- you know, and, and I've, I've I made kind of a similar comparison online, and I've received some criticism for saying that this is a similar case. But it, at what point do we start considering that Mitch McConnell, while he was a, a very good senator, and I say was because I do not believe at this point that Mitch McConnell is any longer a, a great senator for the conservative movement. Not, not at all. Uh, no, when you, when you look at his career, there is no individual who is so important that we need to prop uh, process their work, you know, past the the good things that they've done, process, process them up through dementia and strokes, as though the movement dies without McConnell. Uh, if Trump were right. to have some kind of a stroke or Trump were to have some kind of a debilitating injury, the party would live on. Um, you know, conservatism, populism in Trump's case would live on. And, and that's okay. The moment we start to believe that an individual is more important than the issues at hand, as the Democrats have done clearly with Biden, you get this weird kind of cult of personality that followed Stalin around. And it's very unhealthy, especially for the individual that the focus is on, the yoke of, of stress mm-hmm. on McConnell, on Feinstein, Fetterman, Biden, etc., is immense. And if they can't handle it, it is cruel to force them to carry that load. Yeah, and I got to ask you, uh, you mentioned in your piece um, at the Daily Signal about your your experience with your grandfather and you mentioned here a minute ago some of the physical things that people should watch for. You mentioned um gait, the, the way it's not just not just fumbling mentally, but there are physical things. What are some of the physical things that you see in Biden that brings back memories? Yeah, so uh, these are also markers that I taught to my anatomy and physiology students. Yeah. Uh, one of the things is definitely the color of the individual. There is an ashen paleness to Biden um, that you can see that is not the, the kind of transparent, exceptional old age color. It, it's a very wan, almost a yellowish white that comes through. And, and, and the reason that comes through is because certain parts of the body are not receiving a, a high enough concentration from either the the cardiovascular system or from the lymphatic system. Uh, another key thing with the gait that you talked about and how he walks is that you see in a normal individual, there, there's a small delay between when your body decides where to go or your brain decides where to go and your body follows. But with dementia, those synapses are slowing. So you'll notice when Biden walks that he kind of leans forward to begin walking. You see his forehead tilt and his eyes look up because he's decided where he wants to walk, when he knows where he's going, and then his body shuffles along after uh, in a way that lucid individuals do not do. Uh, And those kinds of physical markers, of course, um, this doesn't necessarily have to do with dementia, but as to the failing health of the president, you see CPAP lines uh, that are on his face even in the middle of the day. Uh, The the gouge is cut in from the breathing tubes. I, I really do think that at this point we really are witnessing how good the full force of the U.S. government is at keeping one individual alive, because this is an individual whose whose faculties are are failing him, and and it's just marker after marker of uh, a body that wants to shut down. What about uh, when you hear about how things can? He has to be careful about the time of day when he's put out in public. Late afternoons not good. Uh, is that a is that a dementia thing? Uh, it is. So um, when, you, when you wake up, your body starts to put tax on the nylon sheath, which the best way I can describe that is the uh, insulation around a cable. And you, through the day, as electrical signals go through your neurons in your brain and your peripheral and your central nervous system, it puts stress on uh, that insulation. And if that insulation wears out, then it can kind of start to fry, honestly, is the best way to kind of short circuit. And that's some of the, the short circuiting memory loss that we see in dementia individuals. So with President Biden, one of the reasons that it's, it's suspected that he has dementia is because, again, they never do late afternoon press conferences or have him talk at those times because 
it's thought that the myelon sheath, as well as several other aspects of his neurological systems, are worn out by that day. And no amount of drugs that you take will re-insulate a wire. It doesn't work like that. And so it's one of those things that only sleep really helps, which, again, this is why it's terrifying the president of the United States because there might be a situation in which the world is in crisis, and you may need to be up for 72, 96 hours with only a small two- or three-hour nap, and and he cannot handle that at all. Well, you mentioned in your piece, and you mentioned here, that you were uh, an anatomy and a physiology teacher, so you know a little bit about this, uh, a lot more than the average person does. What about the actual doctors who see this? There There are... I mean, there are doctors out there, not only in the audience, but hanging around the White House and, and his, I guess, whoever his official physician is. How could they not know what's going on? Well, they do. And the thing is, we actually don't hear from individuals at the Walter Reed Medical Center, uh, which, which, funnily enough, this was one of the, the debunks of the there are no cameras in that area of the White House to find out whose cocaine that was near the right. situation room. Right. The Walter Reed Medical Center has a direct link um, to every single angle of almost every room, save a few bathrooms, and even then, in the White House, in case the president collapses and a doctor needs to see what's going on in that room at that very moment. And so the Walter Reed Medical Center's doctors don't really speak to the media and to anyone else. They're not allowed to. Uh, as far as other doctors and what they've seen, yeah, there are a lot of, of doctors out there who have said, look, it's clear that Biden is suffering from some type of mental atrophy. It could be dementia. It could be something else. Uh, we're not sure um, because we haven't seen all of the blood work. But a lot of individuals, especially from the medical field, have called, especially actually a lot of lawmakers as well, have called for uh, President Biden to take a mental test. I believe someone who actually advised uh, uh, either at Walter Reed or a former president's medical advisor, he's a representative down in Texas, yeah. uh, has called on Biden to take a, a mental aptitude test. Well, I'm out of time, uh, Tony. I, I, I just I'm thinking about him if he runs for president and being president five years from now. This same guy—that's a pretty scary. Uh, I pretty, just a, a scary thought. But <laughs> I appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you. Thanks. Sorry for talking you to death. <laughs> oh no, I loved it. Uh, that's Tony Kinnett from the Daily Signal. I'll be right back. Ron had a tax problem he just couldn't handle on his own. I owed the IRS taxes for over five years, but I didn't have any money to pay the taxes. Those years cost him dearly. Most of it was fees and interest. It was horrible. Ron finally called in the pros. I called Optima Tax Relief, and boy, am I happy I did. (laughs) The leading tax resolution firm, Optima, is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. They've resolved over a billion dollars for their clients. Ron was overjoyed. They settled my account with IRS. I was ecstatic. They are a lifesaver. They are. I am so happy. <laughs> Take Ron's advice and call Optima now for a free consultation. Yeah, don't do like I did and wait. Call Optima Tax Relief. Do it now. You'll be ecstatic like me. <laughs> call 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. Optima Tax Relief. Testimonial from an actual client. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. On MyPillow's 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillows sold, Mike Lindell and the MyPillow employees want to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in history on their MyPillows. This is John Steigerwald. You will receive a queen-size MyPillow for $19.98. Regular price is $69.98 and just $10 more for a king-size. In addition to this special anniversary offer on the MyPillows, you will also receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products such as bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio podcast square to receive Mike's amazing offer on the queen-size MyPillow for $19.98 or call 800-716-8087 and use promo code STAG. This offer comes with a 10-year warranty so you know it's going to last and a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. It's time to start getting the quality sleep we not only want but need. Go to MyPillow.com, promo code STAG, or call 800-716-8087. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost
low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-353-2973 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-353-2973. That's 800-353-2973. What do you have to lose? Call 800-353-2973. Again, 800-353-2973. This is the John Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, I have a, what, about a minute and a half here. I uh, I want to make sure that you understand that, again, not that it matters if you missed the top of the show. We've been invaded by aliens. They'll be taking over the world sometime soon. People on Capitol Hill testifying under oath that they've seen the bodies of, I guess, dead invaders and they've seen the ships that they've come in on, so we're all doomed. So it really doesn't matter. But anyway, uh, I, I also mentioned that Steelers training camp opened. It actually opened today if you count showing up, opening up. They showed up, and you had all the cameras there outside the dorms. I've been out there standing there. Uh, many times I was out there when the players would show up, and they'd be hit by a gaggle of reporters, and it was a big deal. I, I'm so old that when they, when they used to come in, uh, they would be carrying fans because the dorm that they lived in, they, the dorms, they were not air-conditioned. So you'd have a 90-degree day in July. They'd go out and practice and come back in to their dorm room with no air conditioning and a fan. These guys now, uh, they're not as tough as the old-timers. They go back to a, uh, an air-conditioned dorm. But I just want to let you know the summer is over because Steelers camp is opened. Uh, at least it used to be over for me, and it's over for a lot of people because – Starting tomorrow, you start seeing football on TV. They're talking about it. You'll see football players interviewed. Then you see the games, and then you start seeing the back-to-school ads. I hope you had a nice summer. It's over. I'll talk to you tomorrow. The John Steckerwald Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the Yellow Van. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.